Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess. Thank you for joining me once again today. It is a beautiful we, uh, Friday evening. Uh, the weekend, it is hot, 32 degrees in the shade, and it, that is very hot for me. Very, very hot, my goodness gracious me. But anyway, <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. I hope you guys are doing fine wherever you are in the world. Uh, please stay safe. It's important. Enjoy the day, enjoy the spring, and enjoy the summer. And stay safe is more than it. So today we're going to talk about something... Um, I don't know whether I should say emotional, but it angered me to say the least. And so I said I was going to talk about it uh, to to get it out of my system. And so uh, we we talk about something that is going on in the news today: divide and rule con the Congress and the Gandhi Parivar minority and majority fake secular yatra. For those who don't understand Parivar, uh, Parivar means family. And yatra means uh, a journey uh, of movement, uh, like a march, a movement. So, divide and rule the Congress and Gandhi family, minority and majority fake secular movement. So, I opened the internet today morning, and the first thing I saw was Sonia Gandhi, the leader of the uh, Indian National Congress, uh, the political party that has ruled India for most of the last 75 years. Um, and she was talking about the Chintan Shiver. So that is basically a, what, a movement to get back into power for, um, uh, for the 2024 um, federal elections. Um, what did she tag to this? The same staple narrative of fear-mongering that the Gandhis have done for 75 years. Absolutely disgusting. Now I'm going to say right off the bat, I was brought up as a Christian. I am now an ex-Christian. And I was brought up in one of these minority communities. Okay, So you can understand where I'm coming from. I was on the side of the Indian National Congress. I voted for them twice. Um, and I believed in all their secular nonsense. Um, and I believed in the fear-mongering that I was brainwashed to hate, uh, to despise, or to fear Hindus, because Hindus are the big bad people, and we were the persecuted people. Uh, so fear-mongering, us versus them, minority versus majority. Isn't that divide and rule? Crap, lies, and more lies, all hidden by a secular scam of the Congress and their secular bucks. Then there was, the government is in the arms of Gandhi's killers. Mahatma Gandhi's killers, that is. Right. So, one man kills Mahatma Gandhi, and the whole Hindu group is bad. Everyone, Every Hindu is bad. Everyone who doesn't vote for the Congress is bad. So, the man who killed um, Mahatma Gandhi was an ex-member of the RSS movement. So, is every RSS member responsible for Gandhi's death? Is every RSS, do we have to dismantle the RSS just because uh, one member did something wrong? I mean, is that doesn't make any sense? Because if that's the case, if that's her equation, then we can go even further. Now, first of all, we're not res no one's responsible for Gandhi's killing. So for 2,000 years, like the Christians have bl blamed the Jews for Jesus' death, it doesn't mean, if they're stupid, which is exactly what Sonia Gandhi is, <coughs> Sorry about that. 
She's a Christian whose family blamed, whose family in a country and the Vatican blamed the Jews for everything that's wrong in the world. So now we have to blame the, all the Hindu community, the Hindu groups, the Hindu people, everything Hindu, the RSS, for someone who killed Mahatma Gandhi. Now, I don't, no, we're not responsible for killing Mahatma Gandhi. We don't promote it. I do not agree with it. I condone it. I'm not for violence. I think it was stupid, whoever the fool was who did that. Nor do we promote any kind of violence of any kind. I do not support any type of violence, mental, emotional, intellectual, sexual, ideological, physical, medical. I don't promote any type of violence. I don't support it. I don't care what the, my worst enemy. I will not promote violence against anyone. But isn't this her hatred and the hatred of the Indian National Congress against the 75 years of so-called independence? Isn't this hatred? Isn't this violence that they have propagated on the RSS and everyone who belongs to that group? Really? Just because one man killed, the, uh, killed Mahatma Gandhi? Is he God of gods? That, that you have to propagate hatred against uh, the whole group? Well, there's, there, there are millions of people dying in India every year. What about that? Or should I say 26,000 people who die in India every year? So now we, we must hate all Indians? Um, this being said, how is every Hindu and every RSS member responsible for one person? Okay? then every Christian should be responsible for the murders and genocides committed by the church. Every Muslim should be responsible for the 1400 years genocide of Islam because they have pro propagated genocide across the board. Why don't we shut down every single mosque and every single church? Like, will, will Sonia Gandhi and her secular congress bucks ever have the guts to do that? But she has the right to point the finger at someone else. A Sikh killed Indira Gandhi, so we should shut down all Sikh Gurdwaras, as Sikhs are terrorists and sympathizers. As for the interpretation of Sonia Gandhi and her Congress, why was the Gandhi showered? Why has the Gandhis showered negativity and hatred towards the RSS for seventy-five years? Because one member did something wrong. Well, all the the church is a pedophile institution. Why don't we shut the church down? The Mullahs are, are, are preaching hate against Kufars. Why don't we put them down? If they had any courage, the Congress, they would, talk, they would have talked to the RSS groups and discussed what happened. They would have tried to heal the wounds. They would have tried to, 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 to blend together, to bind together, understand what the grievances of each other are. But they never did anything. They spent 75 years hating the RSS. What, do you think you're going to get anything? You're going to push them even further away. Did they not know that the RSS was formed because of the Mopala massacre in Kerala? Where Mahatma Gandhi turned a blind eye and even sided with the Islamic genociders, the people who committed the massacre, and there was nothing done to help those people who were massacred and the families who were traumatized. They just turned a blind eye for his political power-mongering. That's what Gandhi did, and that's why people were angry and went on to form the RSS. Did, did the Gandhis or did, did Mahatma Gandhi, did the Congress ever take responsibility? Never. Was there any commission found, formed to find out what happened? Never. 
what were we even told about what happened in our history books? Never. Then they, why don't they shut down the Congress, which allies itself with Islamic genocide sympathizers and Christian pedophile priests? They should shut the Congress down. Because if, if the BJP and Hindus are allying with Gandhi's killers, then the Congress is allying with the killers of the, of the Kerala genocide. They should shut the Congress down. Why don't we ban every Italian in India as they support the church who has committed heinous crimes against Hindus and our civilization? The Pope is going to Canada in the summer to this summer 2022 to apologize for crimes of, of the church on native Indians. How about the Pope coming to India to apologize? While he is at it, can his can his group apologize for continuing proselytization of his pedophile priest on Indian soil and blaming Hindus for caste when caste is actually Latin? Did Sonia Gandhi, does Sonia Gandhi want to speak to the Vatican and shut it down? But an Italian whose church committed genocide on Indian soil has no guts to stand up and tell the truth. So it's easier for her to and her Congress to spend 75 years preaching hate and negativity on 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 the RSS and any of the affiliation. That's not hate speech. That's not proselytization. That's not communal. That's not polarization, but only the three fingers pointing back at uh, the two fingers pointing at someone else, not the three fingers pointing back at them. The RSS was formed to help those who could not help themselves, and they were left high and dry by the so-called Indian National Congress, all because the so-called Congress wanted to raise up India and free it from the British rule. But they didn't care about the people on the ground. They didn't care about anyone. They really wanted power in their hands. That's all they wanted. The Congress did nothing for us. They've taken us from 333 million, I repeat, 333 million in 1947 to 1.4 billion in 2014. That's a fourfold increase. And you're blaming the RSS for this? You're blaming the Hindus for this? You're blaming the BJP for this? Who took the who took the Indian Indian uh, country from 333 billion to 1.4 billion? Who? The Indian National Congress and their bots. Can I ask Sonia Gandhi and her children to have the guts to stand up on the podium and shut down every single mosque and church for 2,000 years of genocide on, on humanity? She will not do that. She will not call, she will not call herself and, and the Congress terrorist sympathizers, genocidal sympathizers, because she comes from the Abrahamic group and she's brainwashed to believe that only she's going to heaven. So what do you expect from her and the Indian National Congress? In reality, we are only we are the only minorities who the Congress is talking about. Sorry, in reality, who are the real con minorities the Congress is talking about? They're not talking really about minorities. They're talking about Muslims and Christians. That's all, because these two groups were the colonial uh, invaders and occupiers of India, and they are stinking rich. Two groups that are relics of colonial empires. Their empires are dead but their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect their colonial empires. The answer is no. These two groups are the only ones who are crying wolf. The only one. No one else is crying wolf. Why? 
Why are these two supremacist colonial groups crying wolf? Well, they controlled this land for 1,300 years and more. Through the front door and through the back door. By bullying and using lobbyists to buy out the Congress government. Why do people of God need Marxists and lobbyists to save them from majorities? Just think. Well, because there's no God at all. It's just colonialism that has been legitimized by God. That's all. Now, will Sonia Gandhi have the gall to say how much money have the Christian and Islamic lobbies paid the Marxist political movement? Does that, does that God need a Marxist political movement to cry minorities? I mean, he made the, the earth in seven days, the sun, the moon, the stars in seven days. He controls everything, but yet he needs to cry minority, majority, victimhood, polarization, communal, and use a Marxist group in order to bring down the Indian nation. Is, doesn't that sound stupid? Whenever the Congress wants votes, they cry wolf. And then they pretend they are the last resort and the savior of the colonized slaves of, the, of bygone empires. They, ne they have never done anything for us. They didn't even ask us if we want to be minorities whether we want to remain as colonized slaves just because our ancestors were colonized by some invading empire. Doesn't mean the descendants of these co colonial empires have to remain on their slave colonial plantation. Did we have a choice to be who we choose to be? No. In reality, we are the real people. Uh, and we are people, and it's the Congress and the relics of these empires who are the ones uh, hurting us. They're the ones who are persecuting us. From the time we are born, we are told that we have to be victims. From the time we are born, we are told we are persecuted. We have to be Christian. We have to be Muslim. Who gave these colonial vultures the right to keep us in slavery? What democracy did we get? And then we're told the Hindus are caste, the Hindus are Dalit, we are going to heaven and anyone who does not believe in, in our ideology is going to hell. And then there is the intra-community discriminations. Roman Catholics versus Anglicans versus Orthodox versus Syrian Christian, each one spitting on the other. Then among the Muslims, the other groups spitting on each other, spitting, spitting, spitting. This one doesn't like that group, that group doesn't like this group. But everyone's a minority in someone else's eye and majority in someone in, in other people's eye. Who's the real minority and majority in this musical chair business that the Congress has put together and stereotyped as, as a group of people who need help? Did they even ask us? Let me tell you if this that these fake secular Congress bucks who have played the divide and rule for 75 years, why they're screaming right now. What do they mean by majority and min minority? The big bad Hindus versus the poor minorities. How did this happen? Well, for 1300 years, in some format or the other, Islam and Christian empires ruled the Indian subcontinent. They butchered us. They forced us to, to, to convert. They broke the temples of the land. They forced beef down our throats and pretended they came to save us from the devil. But all they wanted out was money, wealth, and gold. They cared two hoots about our void and our, and our, and our grievances. They used our, our, our weakness 
to steal and plunder the Vedic civilization. Yet they took all the knowledge, translated it, and pretended it was theirs. They did not invent anything. Yet all of a sudden they are so concerned about the future uh, of their colonial slaves and the Hindus are now going to hell. They invented a word of God and decided that Hindus have millions of gods and all these people need saving. Obviously after they stole the wealth, money, knowledge and our women as slaves. <coughs> Sorry about that. Who asked them, this, these Congress people, to defend minorities? Really? I mean, their government, their government should support every single group, every single person in the country without playing divide and rule. They are no business even talking about majority and minorities. Why do they divide this country into this schism? Who gave them the right to do it? Who, gave the, who said that they have, they're there only to defend minorities? Or is it the lobbies putting money behind the table uh, the, that they really care about? And for this matter... Who gave them the right to stereotype us as minorities? We never asked for this. We never asked to be treated differently. If there's a constitution, we have equal rights. We, do we need rights on top of rights? Why? What makes us different from what we need? More rights than the majority who is starving? The farmer who calls himself a Hindu and grows food for me. What should he have? Less rights or more rights? The policeman and the soldier at my border, why should they have less rights than me when they put their lives on the line so that I could be free? The civilization that preceded the Abra this Abrahamic insult and invasions of Bharat, why should they get less pride than that of the invaders who came to colonize this land? So we can walk some of the same streets, eat the same foods, go to the same school and the colleges, it's never a problem. However, whenever the Congress and their secular bucks want power, we have to vote for their minority-majority stereotype and their divide and rule. If I can walk on the same street as my neighbor, eat the same food, why do I have to vote on the lines of some colonial lineage? Isn't that not caste? Did anyone ask me if I want to maintain this colonial lineage? Did anyone ask us whether we want to maintain this hypocrisy? Isn't democracy about having our own choice, our own life, our own voice? Not about submitting to some lineage mold of our colonial and feudal ancestors. What about my Vedic ancestors? Do they not have the more right, or if not equal right, to be proud of this land which they cultivated and promoted? What about people who call themselves Hindus? Are they born only to patronize their colonized fellow Indians who choose to be relics of empires? If colonialism is the past and the past is the past, 1947 before that should not be taught, then we should not have minorities. We should not have these, the, these colonized groups. We should not have these relics of empires. Why are we born to patronize only some groups and not others? Why do we have to get up in the morning and patronize some colonial invaders who raped the Indian subcontinent, her woman, stole her gold, money, and then bound silence to their colonial ignorance and their hypocrisy? Don't they have, don't our Vedic ancestors and, and people who are not 
Abrahamic slaves have the right to question, introspect, and challenge? After all, colonization is over. Or is it? It's still going on. Only how now colonization calls itself a secular socialist democracy run by the Gandhi Marxist family. Now, these colonial lobbies in 1947, with their last breath of power, made sure to influence the architects of the Indian constitution to let them continue their proselytization, that which they practice still today. Has anything changed? During colonial feudal times, they colonized and proselytized with the sword to the front door. Now they do the same, but to the Indian constitution and to the back door. They keep their electorate weak and ignorant, feed them with caste and dalit, which is Abrahamic and not native to the colonial empires and uh, not native to the Indian subcontinent, and pretend that they came to save us from the big bad Hindu gods, and pretend that they will never that we will never go anywhere, neither to heaven. So they're secular Marxist ideology has to divide us into majority and minorities. Remember when the when um, they brainwash us to hate the land of our ancestors and here we go. And in the front they pretend we're all brothers and sisters and we respect all religions. It's a scam. They never respect all religions. Remember when, when the Congress and Rahul Gandhi accused the BJP for their IT cells and how they say, oh, the BJP IT bots? Well, who were the Congress IT cells for 70 years? Guess who? The priests, the padres, and the mullahs, and the tullahs. Paid and promoted through lobbies to change the demographics of the country through the back door, to colonization, while to the front door they practice divide and rule by calling Hindus communal. Funny how every time the secular divide and rule Congress bucks point their fingers of com communal to others, there are three fingers pointing back straight to them. <coughs> Sorry about that. Seems like I have a cough today. I wonder what Jesus would say. Because the Christian Christians preach, ask not what others have done to you, ask what you have done to others. In other words, it's your currents that form the ways. What are you doing to others that it's coming back to you? But don't tell this to the Congress bucks and the divide and rule secular stooges. They don't care. They divide us on the basis of majority and minority and blame the BJP for polarization. What about the divide and rule minority and majority polarization that they have practiced for 70 years? Is that what they gave us independence for so that they, they could practice divide and rule? They blame the, the British for divide and rule. How have they been doing exactly the same thing and even worse? The British did not control the entire subcontinent. They had to form alliances. But the Indian National Congress controls the in, entire Republic of India. And they have played the divide and rule card across the board for 75 years. Did we get independence or only to submit to their colonial relics? If the minorities are so weak, then why do they pray to God anyway? Why, did they go why is their God even worth it if all he can do is send them empires to colonize, play the divide and rule, and then run like chickens and cry phobia and hate speech? What God is that? And besides, 
minorities, the so-called minorities, or should I say Christians, the Christian and Islamic empires, we were always minorities. We were never majority on the subcontinent. But we had no problem fighting for 1,300 years. We had no problem ruling the land when we were minorities. When there was power, there was no problem with minorities. Now they've lost power, and so they come with minority and majority. So at the end of the day, that minority majority is only for power. It's not a reality. It's a narrative. It's a state of mind. They put you in in order to use you, step on you, to get back to power and vote for them. They will not tell you that that Islam and Christianity was never a majority on the Indian subcontinent. But even after 1,300 years or more, they still cannot get it into our heads that they are that they want us to be their slaves because we cannot be slaves of colonial empires. You can be slaves for a short period of time, but not forever, because we're not stupid. This Indian subcontinent, the Vedic people, the Vedic land and knowledge exists way beyond these colonial religions. But there is no God at all, right? There's a bunch of brainwashed secular Congress bucks who do not want to tell their conscious that their Marxist-supported victimhood legitimized by some colonial god who they've never seen is just humbug. Let me say very clearly, I was brought up in the same pathetic minority mindset, brainwashed to live in fear and division all my life, polarized to be persecuted and different from the rest of my fellow Indians. I stand up today and say to my native country of India, I am sorry, I apologize. I apologize for believing in this Congress secular humbug. I apologize for ever voting for the Indian National Congress. I say now that not only is the Congress always about divide and rule, but they are against India. They are against India. They All they ever cared about is power. They never cared about any human being. Definitely not minorities nor majorities. They only cared about power and they need to divide and rule in order to stay in power. The only, they only played a polarizing card to facilitate fear and keep us as slaves. The only people they really, really like are lobbies with money. Anyone who will put money in their filthy and disgustingly secular hands. Let me say clearly, if this country is divided and polarized, it is the very same secular Congress that has divided us and polarized this ancient land of Bharat on the basis of minority, majority, by playing the communal political political card to their IT cell colonial lobbies. They do not care about India. They don't care about democracy, nor Indians, only about money and power. As someone who grew up in this manner, I can vouch how the church and its stooges have brainwashed us that we are different from Hindus and gods, whose caste, Dalit and Hindus, uh, and Dalit and, and Sati practices, um, were horrible and how the church saved us. They brainwashed us that Hindus were filthy, ignorant and corrupt and how we should spread the word of Christ to every home in this land. That is the only goal of the church to convert the country into a Christian land and the only goal of the country of Islamic stooges, uh, Dawa groups, to convert this into a, an Islamic land. But they don't understand anything. They have a long way to go. We are leaving. We are not voting for the secular Congress, divide and rule box. Their narrative of minorities and majorities are hate speech stereotypes to promote their socialist, power-hungry, corrupt politics. We are leaving. 
Hindustan is an ancient land. And in my next chapter, I am going to talk about Hindustan. I'm going to talk about Hindutva, what it means and why it has nothing to do with religion or political power. It's about currents and waves. So come back and we'll talk about something positive. Hindutva, currents and waves. Atwa, all that lies in between. And we are going to close this chapter in the meanwhile um, on a positive note because we do not want to keep a negative uh, Congress in our minds and a negative divide and rule. We are not minorities and majorities. We are human beings and we are grateful to the land of our ancestors, Hindustan, for giving us and our ancestors a second chance, for giving us a home, for giving us a place to, to, to keep our head, our very head, to, to give us a place to, to rest from our long journeys around this planet. And we thank her. We thank the people who walked this land. And we're very grateful to her. We apologize for the atrocities of our ancestors. But we will always be proud and, and grateful to what she's done for us. And I ask you all to stand up. Stand up to this divide and rule. Stand up to this Congress who has done nothing but divide us into majority and minority. Stand up to their secular fake narrative that we are all... Human beings, we are not going to play their political power games and we are tired, we are leaving, we are Hindustan. Thank you very much, have yourself a good day, stay safe everyone and peace, we will prevail. We will prevail for good, we will prevail for positive energy and we will heal and we will move onwards to a better place. Good day and thank you very much.